When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Welcome to the Recover Your Soul podcast. This is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I'm so grateful that you're here today. I wanted to share some of the Al-Anon book studies that were part of my bonus episodes for Apple subscribers and Patreon members with our general community. This is really important because so many of you come to this podcast because you are dealing with somebody in your life who has an addiction, that it has affected you in a negative way. What I did for these seven episodes is I read out of How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics on a variety of different topics. And so each week for the next seven weeks, I'm going to go ahead and post those for everyone. I hope that you enjoy them. And if you want more of what these types of episodes offered you, I encourage you to become a Patreon member or an Apple Podcast subscriber. Thank you for supporting the Recover Your Soul podcast. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome back to Recover Your Soul, and thank you very much for being a subscriber and member of the Recover Your Soul podcast. Your support is really invaluable to me, and I am so thankful that we're in this together. So you know that we are working on the book, How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics. And again, I just want to step back and say, this work that we're doing is directly started from the work of people starting to look at codependency and how that affects people and how addiction affects families. But this is a broad description of relationship. This 
doesn't necessarily have to be if you have an alcoholic or an addict in your life. This, if you really listen to it, is basically all of our relationships that we have that we can tend to have dysfunction with or unhealthy boundaries and relationships with. So as I'm reading this, if you are not somebody who is codependent or a working on your Al-Anon program, that's okay. Just listen. Just take what works for you and leave the rest. Just see if there's little nuggets in there of how you can interact with people in your life, how you can better take care of yourself, how you can learn to be okay when other people aren't okay, and how you can take responsibility for your own happiness. That is our point of soul recovery. So I just love this book because it is just so rich with wisdom and great insights. And so I want to share it with you, but please don't let the fact that it is using the word alcoholic throw you back if that's not your issue. And as a matter of fact, I think as I read it, I'm going to not use the word alcoholic in it. I might a couple times, but I think I might actually change it. So anybody in your life that you are having these kinds of situations or relationships with. So as you know, We are studying the book and we've had three other episodes, The Power of Attitude, Gratitude and Expectations, and the last one was on the serenity prayer and the idea of serenity. And as we move into the chapter, which we're now on chapter 11, it's called Detachment, Love and Forgiveness. And the first two sections are personal boundaries and detachment. And I'm actually going to skip those and move on to forgiveness because I think I'm going to do those sections for the Monday podcast that's available to everyone, regardless if they're a subscriber or a member, because it is so fundamental, so juicy, so true to soul recovery and having a happy and healthy life, regardless of who's out there doing whatever. I want to make sure to share it with everybody. So I'm going to move on to forgiveness. And again, I think I'm going to change the wording just a little bit so it can really reflect everybody in their situations. Okay, here we go. It says, resentment will do nothing except tear us apart inside. No one ever found serenity through hatred. No one ever truly recovered from the side effects of addiction dysfunction, alcoholism, by harboring anger or fear, or by holding on to grudges. Hostility keeps us tied to the abuses of the past. And even if they, the person in your life who is dysfunctional, or has a behavior that's unhealthy and obsessive, even if they, even if the alcoholic is long gone from our lives or has refrained from drinking or having those behaviors, or those ways of being for many years, we too need to learn to detach, right? I think that this is such a great beginning because we can be so angry and the person who's being hurt by that resentment and the anger is ourselves. And we need to learn how to let go of that hostility, let go of the grudges, let go of the anger and the fear that we're harboring. It says we need to step back from the memories of the unhealthy behavior that continue to haunt us. 
We begin to detach when we identify the disease as the cause of the behavior and recognize the ongoing struggle with the unpleasant memories as it has the effect. So what this is really talking to, and this is something that I've worked a lot with, we have the person and then we have the addictive behavior and that is separate from the soul, the human being who is struggling and really obsessed with the darkness that comes from addiction. And so there's a lot that comes from the disease of addiction, but we need to detach that from the human being that is on the inside that's being negatively affected by how that makes them treat people, how that makes them feel, how they are consumed with this behavior or this way of being. So this is what we're talking about. We too must find within us compassion for the alcoholic, the addict, the dysfunctional person who suffers from this terrible illness. I know that in my life, my gratitude is that I was pretty able to separate out the behavior from the person But that didn't mean that I didn't let it completely make me obsessive in my behavior and my thoughts. And when we can begin to look as human beings at another human being and have compassion for them, just like I talk about having self-compassion and see the imperfection in all of us and the struggle in all of us, and that if we're really honest, most of us, most of us, have something that we use to numb ourselves out, that we use to shut down. And the difference between a simple numbing out and an addiction is that addiction has become out of somebody's control and that they are controlled by whatever this behavior or substance is. And we need to remember that each of us are just human beings. We're just human beings who each had our own suffering, who had our own childhood traumas, that had our own dreams, that have our own chemical makeup, that have our own biological makeup, our own genetic makeup that might make us predisposed to some of these addictive behaviors, some of these mental illnesses, if we can see it as an illness. Then we can detach. Then we can see it in a different light so that we can begin to take care of ourselves, which as we know is the soul recovery part to turn the attention back to ourselves so that we can begin to heal ourselves. It goes on to read, each of us is worthy of love and each of us is doubly blessed when we're able to dig down past our grievances and resentments, no matter how justified we may feel in harboring them and find within ourselves the recognition of that part of the other person that is and always will be lovable. Our grievances and our resentments, they hold us back from love. And that's the love for others. And more importantly, that's the love for ourself. Because when we are caught up in somebody else's life, somebody else's behavior, somebody else's way of walking the earth, we are actually taking the power and giving it to them. And when we are able to let go of this hatred, these resentments, this poison that we're giving ourselves, and 
see the human being. See that person who, at that time when they said what they said, they were really coming from fear. They were coming from their own pain. And and I'm not saying that it makes it acceptable. What I'm saying is that you let go of the bitterness that is going to emotionally and spiritually kill you. Can we see that everyone is lovable and deserving of love, just as you are lovable and deserving of love? And again, it doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries. It doesn't mean that we can say the behavior was hurtful. But are we going to choke down the potential of our lives to be happy because we're going to harbor resentments and grievances, no matter how justified we may feel? It says, how better could we learn that we ourselves are eternally and irrevocably lovable than by recognizing the same quality in everyone around us. I think that's so powerful because we too are so deserving and worthy, even in our faults, even as we have become the people that we've become that are trying to manipulate and change and and force somebody to be different. Can we recognize that that is coming from our own dysfunction too? That that obsessive behavior is equally as toxic and dangerous as the other person's behavior. Maybe in different ways, maybe not physically that somebody who's drinking, for example, could kill themselves drinking, but emotionally and spiritually, we can completely deplete ourselves of everything that we have to give ourselves and to others. Can we separate the illness from the human? And can we in ourselves separate our illness from our human. It says, yet some of us balk at the idea of adopting such an attitude towards people who in the past may have caused us great physical, emotional, financial, or spiritual harm. Yes, those people in our life have done that. They have caused us great physical, emotional, financial, and spiritual harm. We're not saying that that didn't happen or that your feelings aren't valid. What we're saying is, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it so that it doesn't continue to eat us up and make us miserable? It says, if we could find their behavior totally reprehensible, why should we bother to look for a place within ourselves that can relate to them with love? Aren't some of those things simply unforgivable? To answer these questions, we must ask another What is the purpose of our recovery? If we are truly in pursuit of serenity, of healing, of our sense of inner peace that will help us to deal with and possibly even enjoy whatever life brings, we must improve the way we interact with others. It doesn't mean that we close our eyes to the unacceptable or tolerate the intolerable. It has no bearing on what behavior we will accept, nor on whether we will continue in the present relationship. It means simply that we cultivate the ability to look beneath the surface. By shifting our focus away from the objectionable behavior and look more deeply, we recognize a part of every human being that remains untouched by disease. The part of each of us that deserves unconditional love and respect, regardless of the circumstances. That's a really powerful paragraph because 
What is the sense of us? What are we looking for? What is the purpose of our recovery? And if we can recognize that every single second up until right now, this moment where you're listening to me right now is over, and that we are the ones that choose to replay the tapes over and over and over of our suffering, of our pain, of our unmet expectations, of our disappointments. We're the ones who choose on a regular basis to continue to take the poison, to be angry, to be bitter. And I love that it points out that it doesn't mean that you have to tolerate the intolerable. It doesn't mean you have to accept the behavior. It doesn't mean you have to stay in the relationship. What it means is that we allow ourselves to be human and to see the humanity and the pain and suffering in both of us the person who has hurt us, and in ourselves. And to be willing to separate that hurt that you feel as just an emotion that's running through you, that you have the ability to allow to pass through you and to not stay. That's forgiveness. To be able to recognize that sometimes we're all doing the best that we can and it's not enough, And sometimes people are hurtful and mean and violent and terrible because they are hurt and broken and unworthy in their own souls. And so the way that they deal with that is by being unkind to other people. But underneath that is a soul. Underneath that is a human being who is in pain. So we're not asking you to allow behavior that is not healthy for you. We're just asking you to Take a step back to use your detachment practice and just see the difference between the two, the behavior and the human. It goes on to read, it's equally possible to appreciate this quality in those who we do not know as it is in someone who we hope to spend a lifetime. This is what forgiveness is all about. We don't forgive the actions another person has chosen because it was never our job to judge the person for those actions in the first place. That is a tongue twister of a sentence, but a really good one about not judging the other person in the first place. We spend so much time judging everybody else instead of keeping the attention on ourselves. We spend so much time wishing that they were different, that they were changed, that they just weren't doing what they do, that they weren't who they were. Why do they wear that? Why do they do that? Why did they spend that money? Why don't they do it this way? Why is he talking to her? Why is she talking to him? Why did they say that? So much judgment instead of just keeping the attention on ourselves. It says, instead we forgive when we acknowledge our common humanity with everyone even the person we feel the most entitled to condemn. In this spirit, we can forgive ourselves, no matter what we've done or how guilty or shame-filled we may feel. We too deserve love. Forgiveness is no favor. We do it for no one but ourselves. We do it for no one but ourselves. This is not to release somebody else from their pain. This is to release us from our pain because we are the ones who carry the burden of what is happening in our head and in our heart. We are the ones who get angry. We are the ones whose bodies get filled up with rage and pain and suffering by repeating the thoughts 
the memories, the patterns. We're the ones that are hurt. That's why we're talking about forgiveness. It is not for them. It is for us. We simply pay too high a price when we refuse to forgive. Lingering resentments are like acid eating away at us. Rehearsing and re-rehearsing old injuries robs us of all that is precious. Shame never liberated a single spirit, and self-righteousness never softened a heart. Can we afford to perpetrate such self-destructiveness? Surely we can make better use of our time and energy. Although we may despise what others have done, if we keep in mind that everything we are now trying to do has the goal of healing us, we are bound to decide that the best thing we can do for ourselves is to forgive. Most of you have been listening to this podcast from the beginning and know my life story. You know the places where my darkest hurt is. And for most of us, that darkest hurt comes directly from our family, from our parents, from our brothers, from our sisters, from those who were in our lives, the closest in our lives, and especially from our relationships, our love relationships. And I think that one of the greatest gifts that I had was doing the work of letting go of my anger at my husband. And there's still work to be done there. This is the part of us that we're constantly peeling back the onion. They say more will be revealed because every time I feel like I've exposed something that needs to be healed and I work on it and it lessens and it loosens and I find forgiveness and I have a tenderness and a compassion What I discover is that there's something else underneath there that often doesn't even have to do with what I thought it had to do with. It's a continued work on where the hurt is and what it is that that triggers us. That's those buttons that we're getting pushed. And part of the continued learning and lessons for me is that Those things in those hard years with Rich that were so painful for me that I was so angry and held so much resentment for had a lot to do with our parenting and how we parented and how we saw things different. And what I want to share with you that is my work that I'm doing is we still see them different. You've heard the episodes of us and how much healing and real connection has happened for us. But part of that is because I've quit trying to force my perspective on my husband. And when I look back at those years, I can still feel that hurt and the sadness and the loss and the grief of not having the years with my family that I wished that I'd had the relationship with my husband and my kids that I wished that I had had. But I can't do anything about that because it's over. And the more that I release and forgive, the more I'm actually forgiving myself for how miserable and depressed and unhappy I was in those years. And that I can just allow myself to say, that's okay. 
That's okay, because that was the experience of that time, and I've learned from it, and I've grown from it, and I'm not going to carry it in my heart anymore. I'm not going to continue to look at Rich every time I look at him and feel the pain that I felt from those behaviors. And it's a lot easier to do because we are both working hard at having a healthier life and both not drinking, both working on having soul recovery in our own ways. And as you know, my way looks different than his way. And that's also the forgiveness and the letting go. What I see is I see as a human being who is just trying to make it in the world to be a happy, whole human being. And I'm just a human being trying to be a happy, whole human being. And it doesn't mean that we don't bump up against each other still on a regular basis, but we bump up different than we did before in a gentler, kinder way, more interested in working things out, more curious uh, to what the other person's feeling, more vulnerable, more open, more empathetic of each other. So as we work on forgiveness, this is a hard one because we want the other person to be at fault. And again, we're not saying that the behaviors or the actions that somebody had towards us weren't hurtful because they were. But can we see the human that would do those kinds of things, whether they meant to or didn't mean to? And can we see that everyone deserves love? just as you deserve love, and to detach the anger so that you can heal yourself, so that you can release that energy, you can release that anger. And sometimes it helps to go for a run or get out. I know um, somebody who gets a bat out and beats the crap out of a pillow or screams Getting that energy out, jumping, shaking, shaking your hands, pushing away from yourself, that energy, having a physical ability to release the resentments, the anger, and find the tenderness that's behind it that says, we're all just human beings and I am going to take care of myself. I am going to put the energy on myself and I'm going to stop allowing that tape to run in my head over and over and over and press play on something that I don't have to let hurt me anymore. These are the abilities that we have in control of our own life to change. So I hope this was helpful to you. As you know, if you would like to work through any of this, you're welcome to give me a call. Also, Starting in April, the first Monday of the month, we're going to be having a soul recovery support group, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be held kind of like a meeting on Zoom. It's free with donations greatly appreciated. And I'm really hoping that everybody that is part of the soul recovery community, that we can come together on that first Monday of the month and to support each other to have something inspirational and then each have a chance to share our experience, strength, and hope and our soul recovery with others to help each other to do this together. Together we can do the work that will recover our souls. We are a community and I'm excited to bring us together. So if you have any questions, 
feel free to reach out. You are members. And I look forward to next time. Namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.